What is up, Detroit sports bettors, and welcome back to the show. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters, and it's time for a little shift in the action. The NFL is now sadly over, but we are sliding right into the NBA as the NBA All-Star break has just finished up, and we will definitely be covering the UFC as some big cards like UFC 272, Masvidal vs. Covington is coming up, and we will definitely be diving into some current events throughout sports today. I know a lot of us have seen the Aaron Rodgers news and what's going on there. Is he retiring? Is he becoming a free agent? Sending out all these decrypted messages. So again, I think it'll be fun to dive into some current events and see where we might think some free agents may go. But in this episode of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast, we will be focusing on the NBA landscape after the All-Star break and what futures currently have the best odds. In addition to that, we will talk some NBA MVP odds as Joel Embiid has a firm hold on that. And as always, these will be from our proud partner at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now, turn your love of blackjack, slots, and roulette into something even more special with DraftKings Casino. This week, new customers can get up to $50 in free credits for just signing up, plus a deposit bonus of up to $2,000. The best part? It's all right on your phone or desktop so you can play from anywhere. DraftKings Casino has all the big name casino games plus exclusive offerings you can't find anywhere else. This includes an array of popular slot games including Diamond Hearts, 88 Fortune, and Fire Buffalo. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you are ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code DSB to get up to $50 in free credits plus a deposit bonus of up to $2,000. That's promo code DSB only at DraftKings Casino. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Help Hotline at 800-270-7117. 21-plus Michigan only. Restrictions apply. Deposit and bonus amounts requires 15 times playthrough at various contribution rates. See DraftKings.com casino for details. Woo! Man, I'm telling you, every single time I got to take a breath after that. Maybe I need to get back in shape. I don't know. Struggling a little bit. But with that being said, guys, the All-Star break just finished up, and I think it's an exciting time to talk about the NBA because this is where a lot of the teams, they make their run or they dial it in to try and secure that one, two, or three seed. You know, And currently, throughout the NBA landscape, when you're looking at odds, the top teams currently are the Golden State Warriors on DraftKings Sportsbook at plus 410, the Phoenix Suns at plus 410, the Brooklyn Nets at plus 550, and then I love the Miami Heat at plus 1,000. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks are still in there at plus 700, and you can't ever sleep on them, but this is a year I'm just not really looking there, if I'm going to be honest. And you guys have heard me talk about the Golden State Warriors at plus 410, and that's definitely where we're going to start, because when the season started, I talked for a long time about how this Golden State Warriors team resembled that team of their first championship run before Kevin Durant uh, came to the Warriors and things like that. Because that first Warriors team, a lot of people didn't expect. And they caught people off guard because of their depth, their pace, their ability to shoot the basketball. And this team is very, very similar. And I'll tell you why. Because for starters, 
You have someone like Chef Curry, who spaces the floor incredibly well. Yes, he has been having an off season up until this point, but I also think without Clay Thompson being out there, the uh, and the ability to space that floor more, it makes a huge difference because Steph Curry is going to get a lot more hedging. Uh, he could see double teams at the top of the three point line. There's a lot of things that transpire without someone like Clay Thompson, and you're putting more pressure on someone like that of Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole or whoever that may be. And as we know, a player like Andrew Wiggins, he's a very up and down player. He's a streaky guy. I like to call him a glorified Harrison Barnes. But, you know, he's not Harrison Barnes. He does defend the wing very well. So he's a key defender for an NBA championship team. And then in addition to that, this Warriors team, you know, like I said, they have Steph, who's the key offensive piece. Wiggins, he, I mean, I wouldn't say offense. He's probably third, fourth option when it comes down to it. But he's very key because he can go and guard another team's top one guard. He can go and guard another team's top two guard, potentially even a three. Okay. So you have Steph, you have Clay, you have Wiggins, and then you move on to Draymond. Okay. So then you have Draymond Green, who is a great four and a great defending four. You know, that Warriors team really gels. Uh, they're at full speed, playing to their top potential when Draymond Green is running that offense and holding down that defense. So they have their key offensive guys and Steph, Clay, Wiggins chipping in as well. You have Draymond Green at the four, so you have two key defenders with Wiggins darting, uh, guarding the one or the two, potentially the three. And then you have Draymond who can guard the three, four, or five. Okay, so then in addition to that, they have James Wiseman coming back, who is a huge wild card. You know, Wiseman was picked over LaMelo Ball, I believe, in the two slot. Yeah, it was the two slot. And for me at that point in time, I was like, God damn it. Like, I, I was a huge LaMelo guy. I thought, I still think LaMelo is the future of the league. I think he's, um, he's the best out of that class to me. He, he, he truly is. I understand Anthony Edwards is a great talent a great offensive talent, but I truly believe LaMelo Ball, once he, he gets a little crazy sometimes, but I truly believe he is a transcending talent in the future of the NBA. I remember last year, two years ago, someone asked me what cards they should invest in, and I said within probably five years, I believe LaMelo Ball will be averaging near LeBron James numbers. And you do, you see hints of that. You see hints of that, you know, and I'm talking 25, 7, and 7. I'm not talking all the way up there, but we'll see. I think LaMelo Ball is someone who can really, really do something in the NBA, and I'm very excited about his future. But back to James Wiseman, because James Wiseman is, he's a seven-foot center. He can shoot a little bit. He's great around the basket. He's great at defending the basket. He just needs to stay healthy. So that's a very dangerous addition to a Warriors team. You know, right now they have Kevon Looney in there who is more someone to get rebounds and just take up some space and run a little pick and roll now and then. And I think James Wiseman can really come in and take this team potentially to the next level. Okay. And now we're not, we haven't even gotten to the bench yet because the bench is, is very, very good as well with someone like Jordan Poole, who is probably the number one bench option he can come off and he can someone who can come out and he can put up 30 and then in addition to that you have Gary Payton the second who again is a a solid player an explosive player can jump out of the gym you have Jonathan Kaminga a very good young rookie who has shown flashes of greatness and then in addition to that you still have guys like Moses Moody who 
was uh was he the 13th pick 14th pick something along those lines but he is a 6-6 guard with a seven foot wingspan and can shoot he's He's more, I believe he's 23. He's more developed. So there are players on this Warriors team that a lot of people haven't even seen play yet and are good players. That's the only reason they haven't got a ton of minutes is because this Warriors team is so deep. And then when it comes to the NBA playoffs where you're just playing game after game after game, depth does matter. Okay. One of the reasons that that old Warriors team with Andre Iguodala, uh, Barbosa, and guys like that. That's why that team was so successful as well, because they were so deep off the bench. If the starting five comes out and they start off slow, then you can rely on those guys like Jordan Poole, like Jonathan Kaminga. Kavon Looney will be going to the bench as well once James Wiseman comes back or opposite. They might prefer to have Wiseman coming off the bench and keeping Looney in for maybe 15 minutes a game. You know, that's somewhat how the Warriors run. And in addition to that, this gives the Warriors options a ton of different options in how they want to run their starting lineups you know a team like the phoenix suns who is very very good uh they're first in the west right now but this is not a team that can vary their starting lineup what you see is what you get deandre ayton is going to be in there getting his 30 minutes you know um they don't have that small but they're not going to put jay crowder and at the center position. So that's one thing with the Warriors and why I still like them the best out of the West in comparison to the Phoenix Suns. It's because of that depth and it's because of that defense. They can have, when the when the Suns face off against the Golden State Warriors, I'm sure Andrew Wiggins is going to be on Devin Booker the entire time. Klay Thompson might be on Chris Paul or something along those lines. So they, they just have so many defensive options and defensive switches that I believe will be successful going forward. And that is why the Warriors are still my favorite to come out of the West. And they are still, as you guys know, I took them at 16 to one in the beginning of the year as well, but they're still my favorite to win the NBA championship. Okay, and you guys kind of heard me talk about the Phoenix Suns there, and they're at plus 410 as well. Very talented team, a, a good defensive team, the best offensive team in basketball. But I think the Warriors currently have a stronger bench. I think the Warriors have more flexibility. Yes, one player going down can completely alter the landscape for the Golden State Warriors, especially if something happens to Clay. If something happens, Wiggins is more key than people believe. And obviously, if something happened to Steph, that's just a given. But if one of those players does go down, it does change the landscape, obviously. But I still like the Warriors over the Suns going forward. And. Now, I kind of want to shift to the East, which for a long time I called the Eastern Conference, but this is the strongest conference in the NBA now, and it's funny how like right when, at least I felt like it, right when LeBron left the East, the East got strong and then the West got weak again. It seems like the story of his career, but you guys know how I am there. Either way though, getting to the East, we're, for me, I'm starting with the Brooklyn Nets, okay? And there's kind of a lot to talk about here with the Brooklyn Nets because the Brooklyn Nets now, currently to me, are the strongest team in basketball. They're stronger than the Golden State Warriors, but I think there are variables there where you have to kind of get these pieces and fit them in very fast. You have to mesh very fast. And oftentimes, you know, yes, when KD went to the Warriors, they were just so good, they won right away. You know, even even the Heat days with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, they lost their first championship to the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, so that is what kind of makes me a little bit iffy. 
But same story here. The Brooklyn Nets absolutely had zero chance to win the NBA championship before this trade. They had zero chance. And I'm telling you that. They they had no depth at all. If one player went down, if Kyrie went down, if Harden went down, if... KD went down. I might have said all that already. But uh, one of those guys goes down, they were done. Now it's not exactly like that. Yes, it's still incredibly important with K- uh, Kyrie or KD, you know. But now they bring in Ben Simmons, who, to the naked eye, a lot of people might not realize how important this is. But Ben Simmons is a just a key, key defender in the NBA. I mean, you guys can remember him preaching that he should be defensive player of the year, this and that. And I think Ben Simmons is really going to come out for the Brooklyn Nets with something to prove. And what this allows with Ben Simmons is KD no longer has to take that incredibly tough guard. He doesn't have to take Giannis. Ben Simmons can take Giannis, you know, and no one can stop Giannis. That is a given, okay? But having someone like Ben Simmons can at least potentially slow him down. Or when you face the Miami Heat in the playoffs, he can guard Jimmy Butler pretty well. So that that's what happened. The landscape of this team has truly changed because this was a team that had very little shooting before. They were terrible at rebounding. They weren't that great defensively. And sending James Harden to the 76ers in return for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond was a huge trade. An absolutely huge trade because not only is Ben Simmons a great defender, he's a good ball handler. He can attack the basket and he forces people to close in on the basket. If Ben Simmons attacks that basket and forces people to close in, you still have Kyrie out there. You now have Seth Curry out there. Joe Harris is coming back. LaMarcus Aldridge can shoot a little bit. Now you have also have Andre Drummond under the rim, which I don't think he's going to get a ton, a ton of minutes, maybe like 20 minutes a game. I think this will be more of a small ball lineup with LaMarcus Aldridge just because KD's seven foot. Uh, ben Simmons is 6'8", you know. Um, Joe Harris, I mean, you don't really need him, but he's a taller guy too. So what I'm getting at is a lot of these guys can are very capable rebounders. They're bigger bodies, so they don't exactly need to go Andre Drummond. And once again, they the Brooklyn Nets can run different lineups because of the trades that they made. If they even wanted, I mean, the go-to would be LaMarcus Aldridge at the five, KD at probably at the three, and Simmons at the four or opposite. But... They have a lot of different ways that they can make their lineup because of this. And like I said before, Joe Harris is going to be coming back. Seth Curry is already there. That's two of the top shooters in the entire league. Then you go on the bench. They still have Blake Griffin, that Detroit bum. They have Bruce Brown, who's a very capable rebounder, a good defender, just a gritty, grindy player. I mean, I know you guys remember him from Detroit. So... The Brooklyn Nets currently are my favorite to win the East, and that's at plus 270 right now. They are tied with the Milwaukee Bucks. And let me tell you this. This is a Brooklyn Nets team that faced the Milwaukee Bucks last year, took them to seven. If it wasn't for KD's foot going on the line, they would have been going to the next round and not the Bucks. But what I'm getting at is that team compared to this Nets team, this Nets team is far better, far better. And really what it's going to come down to is can these players mesh in time? 
can they gel in time to take this to the next level to make that run um are they going to have each other's backs because you know there are a lot of sensitive players on that team a lot of sensitive players. Kevin Durant, incredibly sensitive. I mean, this is a pro basketball player who's making Twitter burner accounts. We have Kyrie Irving. I mean, we all know how Kyrie is. Kyrie kind of gets in his own little zone sometimes. He he does. He thinks about himself first at time to time. So again, to me, it's going to take some gelling. It's going to take some time. It'll take some figuring out. But I personally think they can do it. I think this is a solid bet. I'm going to probably be putting some money down here. If, in fact, it was a Nets Warriors championship, you know, I'm making money no matter what. And for me, if I were to do an exact outcome championship right now, it would be the Golden State Warriors facing off against the Brooklyn Nets. And to me, when I'm looking at that landscape currently, uh, injuries aside, I think those are the best two teams to bet. Yes, I can completely understand the Phoenix Suns, but again, I explained that earlier. I think the Warriors' depth, I think the Warriors' pure shooting and defense, I think it trumps the Phoenix Suns. And with the Brooklyn Nets, like I said, I think they're better than the Milwaukee Bucks because that was a series that went to seven last year, and now this Nets team is far better. But one team I do want to talk about here that I don't think anyone should sleep on is that of the Miami Heat. Okay. Oh my God. I didn't I totally forgot. The Brooklyn Nets have Goran Dragic as well. Goran Dragic is obviously an older player, a veteran player, so the basketball IQ goes up. He's a good facilitator. He's a good shooter as well. He slept on. A lot of people forgot about him because he got traded to the Raptors and refused to play. So yeah, this, this Nets team got a huge boost, man. They really did. They have a lot of depth. Goran Dragic running your running your twos is is pretty solid. It, it really is. And then you still have, like I said, you have the Blake Griffin. You have the Joe Harris, depending on who they want. He's going to get some time with Kevin Durant. He's going to get some time with Kyrie, with Ben Simmons. This became a very good team in an instant, very, very quickly. And shout out Steve Nash for compiling it and putting it all together and understanding what areas of need this team, the Brooklyn Nets needed, you know, because they have it now. I promise you, they have it now. And this is going to be a very, very tough out going forward. It just all depends on if they can mesh in time. But what I wanted to talk about as well was the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are currently plus 1,000. And I like them a lot better before the trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Because again, this is a team that has Kyle Lowry, they have Tyler Harrell, they have Duncan Robinson, they have Jimmy Butler, they have Bam Adebayo. It's another very good team. They have Gabe Vincent, who's a solid point guard coming off the bench. You know, um, It's another very solid team. But like I said, with that Brooklyn Nets trade going down and Ben Simmons matching up with Jimmy Butler, that's a tough matchup for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, you know, when when they were in the bubble and Jimmy Butler was playing just absolutely out of his mind, part of that was because of the matchup and he was going against LeBron James. And LeBron, LeBron is LeBron. LeBron plays great offense. He's a great chase down artist, but he's not a great defender. That's one thing that has been a, uh, a common mistake throughout his career is people think LeBron has been a great defender. He's actually been ranked one of the top 50 worst defenders in the league a couple times. So... Yeah, it's just a, uh, that's really the reason that Jimmy Butler did what he did. And now when you have someone like Ben Simmons, who is going to be on a solid team, and like you're going to have Kevin Durant as well, who's a, a solid defender, a good chase down artist defender, very long. 
it makes things tough. It makes things tough. And to me, I give that edge to Ben Simmons in guarding Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a solid all-around player. He can do a lot of amazing things. He's a vet. Kyle Lowry is a great vet. Tyler Harrow is really coming out. Duncan Robinson is a great spot-up shooter. This team has a lot of very, very good pieces. But right now, I personally just think the Eastern Conference is too tough. It's too deep. That of the 76ers as well, I don't know what to think of the 76ers with now Embiid and James Harden together. I still don't think they have enough. I think James Harden might have something going on behind the scenes. Uh, I know he's a huge club guy. I know he's a huge party guy, huge strip club guy. He might have some sort of addiction going on that's behind the scenes that is forcing these trades and why KD and or didn't even pick him on his all-star team and stuff like that. Something is going on behind the scenes. Yes, I do think that they'll want to come out and prove something, but this 76ers team is just not as good now as the rest of these teams within the Eastern Conference. And they're going to be relying on Joel Embiid so much. And don't get me wrong, Joel Embiid is currently my favorite to win the MVP on DraftKings Sportsbook at plus one, uh, plus 130. So heavy favorite, Jokic is plus 270 behind him, but if you look at that as well, last year Embiid was the heavy favorite before getting injured, and then Jokic kind of took that over and ran with it and ended up becoming around a minus minus 400 favorite by the end of it. So this is something very similar that could happen here. If Joel Embiid continues on this track and continues to average what he's averaging, the rebounds, these assists, blocks, everything, and it just continues to dominate Every single night, Joel Embiid gets it. He he is a transcendent center. You know, Embiid and Jokic, those are two that are just completely different in this game. And we're lucky to have them as well because those are two. They're not exactly like the old school centers. And so, I mean, definitely not Jokic. But Embiid, in a way, is. He, he somewhat resembles a little Hakeem Olajuwon, how he has that great mid-range jumper. He can do a little hook. He can spot up for three. And you know, Embiid really is just someone who's special and someone who's rare in this league because, you know, we don't see centers dominate like this. And once again, you guys have heard me talk about the narrative with the MVP and stuff like that. This would be another great narrative where they can talk about how a tall center is dominating the league in an NBA or throughout the NBA when it's all shooting and it's all three-pointers and it's dominated by guards now, you know, because Michael Jordan was the one who kind of changed that, you know, changed the rules, everything. So for Embiid to come out and do this and have the the type of season that he's having, it really is incredible. And he's plus 130 at the All-Star break for a reason. That's a heavy favorite coming out of the All-Star break. So again, if he continues to do this, if he continues to just put up the numbers that he has, He's going he's gonna to run away with this. He's going to run away with this for sure. And personally, I think he will. Um, he has had some injury trouble throughout his career. But as long as he stays healthy, I think this is his award. And, you know, there are some long shots here. There's Steph Curry at plus 1,000 where that's kind of crazy because Steph really hasn't had that great of a season, if I'm being honest. And I mean, you have Giannis at plus 400, you have Ja at plus 1100, and then you have Jokic at plus 270. So you do, there are some solid bets here, but for me, I I think the best one by far is Joel Embiid at plus 
130. I think that's a great bet. I think uh, I think he takes it. I think this is the year that Joel Embiid runs away with it. And um, you know, and then if you're looking at the rookie of the year landscape, unfortunately, you know, Cade would have to go crazy in in the back half of the year. Cade is currently second at plus 800, but man, Evan Mobley is having a year minus one, or I'm sorry, minus 750 for rookie of the year. That is crazy. So, and then you got, and then from there, you got John Morant at minus 550 for most improved because he has taken that, that huge leap forward. And if he went absolutely crazy the second half of the season and somehow Embiid got hurt or something like that, it would be pretty insane to see potentially an MVP and a most improved in the same exact year. But I do think that's kind of unlikely. I think he has uh, most improved completely secured, but. He does have an outside shot at that MVP as well. But for me, once again, I'm going to be going with Joel Embiid. But to kind of recap what we talked about here, you know, for the Western Conference, I'm all about the Golden State Warriors plus 410. I don't, I mean, it's tough to get there two years in a row. So I think this is a year that something, the Phoenix Suns just don't gel like they once did. And I think they get beaten by the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry has had Chris Paul's number throughout his entire career. I don't think it stops now. Once again, I think this team is just too deep for that of the Phoenix Suns, and they have too many too many different options that could give the Suns trouble. If they ran a small ball lineup and drew DeAndre Ayton away from that paint, it could be troublesome for the Phoenix Suns. And then again, moving on to the Eastern Conference, you guys heard me talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're just too deep. They've improved in shooting. They've in- improved in overall basketball IQ. They've improved in defense a lot, a, a lot. So personally, the Brooklyn Nets will be my favorite going forward. If and, and this is what you need to do, guys. You need to watch some of these games and you need to evaluate. You need to see what's going on. You need to read body language, how KD is re- reacting with Ben Simmons, how Kyrie is reacting with Ben Simmons. How are these three meshing? If you see it and you think that it's going well and you feel comfortable placing a bet on that, I do think it's a very good bet because I personally will be taking the Brooklyn Nets and I also think I'll be taking Joel Embiid. And those will be my two picks going forward. Okay. And then. We're coming to a conclusion in tonight's uh, in today's podcast. So another thing that I wanted to point out is, guys, you've heard me talk about Prize Picks DFS. I do Prize Picks plays numerous times every single week on my Twitter at Conanis Picks. Would greatly appreciate a follow there. I'm really trying to grow my brand, grow the content, and get more out daily. So I do have that going on on my Twitter nearly every single day. And um, but with Price Picks DFS, I'm doing a YouTube video every single Wednesday for the NBA. Okay, so you can expect that going forward. I got mine out today. It's today's Thursday, February 24th, uh, the first day back from the NBA All Star break. So that's why it's on Thursday. But going forward, we will have it every single Wednesday because generally that's the best NBA slate. And trying to get it out around like 4 p.m. so it at least has some time to circulate because it does take a little time to do YouTube and stuff like that. But we'll have that going forward. I'm going to start getting the DraftKings stuff out as well. And then, guys, for March Madness, okay, March Madness, I want to do a free giveaway for Detroit sports bettors. I'm going to get some March free entry March Madness brackets going. And what I'll do for the prizes is I was thinking about just buying like a DeAndre Swift jersey and a Mon St. Brown, Ross St. Brown and a Hawkinson jersey or, or maybe a Cunningham as well. And whatever the places are 
for the brackets, then you can just choose whatever jersey you want and go from there. We'll do top three or maybe we'll even do top four. But again, just want to get back to the community, show my appreciation for all the support on the podcast, my videos, tweets, whatever it may be. You know, uh, I really do appreciate the community and I know my life over the past couple months has gotten busier than usual. I haven't had as much content out, but that is hopefully behind. You know, things are slowing up a bit more with my with work at Serenity Medical CBD and with the Global Goats NFT and stuff like that. And you know, my passion is sports. I love to talk sports every single day, and that's all I've ever wanted to do. You know, so I really do appreciate you guys tuning in as always. And I'm telling you, I'm really gonna start hitting the content even more so. I personally have been getting some some new unique opportunities that I'll be exploring later and hopefully bringing them back to Detroit Sports Betters and getting some good interviews with some solid athletes and stuff like that. So again, guys, as always, I appreciate you tuning in to the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Little different now. We don't have as many picks and plays. It's just tough. Because like if I do a podcast and we try and cover the NBA on Friday, so many things transpire. People get hurt. Uh, people sit. They have rest days. You know what I mean? So it's really tough to try and predict NBA lines. But that's why I'm co- I came out with the Prize Picks DFS YouTube series. And once again, can't tell you how much I love Prize Picks DFS. We have the code DSB for a hundred percent money match up to a hundred dollars. I really recommend Prize Picks. I have been absolutely killing it on there, and I think that's part of the reason so many people are coming to Prize Picks because they've seen my results. And you know, it's it is they they give you different payouts. Your money goes further. Um, Got to check it out, guys, and definitely definitely check out that YouTube video. But as always, guys, really appreciate you. I hope you have a great weekend. This is Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters, and I am out. Have a good one, y'all. Peace.